0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back. Before we get into today's episode, as per usual, let's just go ahead and knock out this little bit of housekeeping right off the bat. So if you want to check me out on any social media platform, you can check me out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, a little bit of YouTube, Uh, but pretty much all of those links will be down below in my link tree. Click on it. Everything will be right there. Um, Also, I have a Patreon. If you guys would like to help support the show, I would greatly appreciate it. But if Patreon's not your thing, totally get it. I'm just stoked you guys spend your time here listening to me talk to people. It's super awesome, and I cannot express how much it means. But an easy and free way to support the show is rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Or if you're feeling real ambitious, you can go ahead and leave it a review. I would definitely appreciate it, and I love honest feedback. Speaking of feedback, if you'd like to reach out a little bit more personally, you can reach out at manthehelmpodcast at gmail.com. I'll personally get your email and we can talk about whatever you want. We can talk about life, we can talk about gear, just no weird stuff as per usual. But hey, enough of this. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to Man the Helm Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Blake Kaiser from Kaisertronics. How's it going, dude? What's up, man? Well, you know, I kind of started this podcast kind of selfishly, actually. I'm going to be 100% transparent with you. I've seen you on Instagram, but I don't know a whole lot about you besides what I see on Instagram. Um, I was out of the music world for quite a while, and this is kind of my way of, I guess, quote-unquote, shoehorning my way back into it, you know? Right on. Yeah. So maybe we could kind of talk about, I don't want like the typical thing of like, oh, how'd you start playing guitar and all that, but maybe just a little bit of your backstory. And then we kind of work our way up to where we are today.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess the expedited story is I grew up in Nashville. (laughs) I have a Nashville story, like most of the people in the music industry. But yeah, I grew up um, kind of in the music industry since I was around 12 years old and, and had various roles in the music industry playing and then on the studio side and, um, kind of everywhere in between and spent about 20 years there and then kind of moved myself out of that. And then, um, yeah,
0: that's, that's the expedited story. (laughs) If you, if you don't mind me asking what kind of made you want to transition away from that?
1: Um, I just think I got burned out. Um, yeah, I think it was just, growing up in the music industry i mean i was i even you know i quit high school you know in, right in junior high and so like it it really was a lot of taxing time that i spent for sure you know, and so um i knew i didn't want to do the the road stuff anymore and so when i transitioned to the studio side we opened up a studio in uh franklin tennessee and okay had, cool had that for a while and um i started to um, realized that the industry was really evolving and shifting and um, that the big studio mentality um, it just the infrastructure wasn't going to be sustained for the for long sure. term and so I I kind of just got out maybe two years before it got really bad and um, okay my business partner ended up having to um, shut the studio down later and um, so you know it just was
0: it was time and I had run it you know kind of run the course there and so yeah well so when you kind of shifted that is that when you kind of moved out west a little bit and because you're based out of San Antonio now correct
1: yeah um so I'm originally from Washington State I've okay um spent various cycles of my life there um but right uh, out of Nashville I moved to Arkansas kind of wanted to get, get away from everything and spent about seven years in Arkansas ended up um, kind of starting another studio <laughs> there, right? And cutting an album that um, we never released, and so that was my last, I would say, big foray in music. But um, yeah, I I spent about seven years there, and then moved back out to Seattle. So
0: okay, then you kind of started. what did you kind of start toying with the idea of uh, maybe starting a pedal company or um,
1: whatnot? Yeah, a pedal company, and and actually just. Toying with pedals were two different things, but yeah. 100%, two yeah. <laughs> thousand twelve I um I was kind of just I like building. I like, you know, whether it's motorcycles, cars, whatever. And um I had some free time and in two thousand twelve, just started, you know, tinkering and building simple circuits, a lot of ZVEX clones and stuff like that. And um it was really fun, but I just at that point I knew that I had to learn more and I just didn't for have sure the drive or the the uh, time to really dive into electrical circuits and, and figure it, you know, everything out. And, and I wanted to sort of do it justice, but at the same time I had a lot on my plate at that, that time. And so, um, I, uh, kind of just shelved it, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really have any plans to come back to it, but during COVID, you know, everybody's lives changed and we had a lot of free time on our hands. So, for sure. Um, that's that's kind of when I came back to the idea of that. And um, I spent a lot of time just doing research, study, and, and um, yeah,
0: just decided to kind of give it a go after it started to gain some momentum. Yeah. Well, I think that's a common trend with a lot of people, especially yeah. I've talked to. You know, it's like once once 2020 hit, it was just kind of like, well, guess we're going to figure something else out now. And that's yeah. really a bunch of people's origin stories, you know, which is yeah. pretty. I mean, it, it makes sense you know, everybody had so much time on their hand. But Yeah,
1: it's kind of cool, too, just to see all the stuff that happened out of I mean, there's even a, what is it, quarantine effects, this guy, you know, in For sure. New York that, like, just started I mean, he's killing it, and it's, it's some cool stuff, and that's, that's what it was all about, just starting uh, something in, in COVID time, so.
0: Yeah, well, and it's good, too, because, like, all the information now is at your fingertips. Like, if you were trying to do this, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I think it would have been a lot harder to try to get behind it unless you had yeah somebody like specifically mentoring you in the process you know what i mean yeah
1: there wasn't a lot of forum information you know it was yeah. it was very small small group and um i remember even in 2012 the the amount of information out there for guys that were just trying to get started was was mm-hmm. you know kind of hard to even figure out how to wedge into that like what forums do i go to what do i look for and all that kind of stuff so there wasn't too much, I mean, there was, you know, good information on those forums, but there wasn't, like, the the width of information
0: that you can get now, you know? For sure. And I think a lot of people that maybe are trying to, maybe not now, but I, I did notice back in the day, whatever that means, uh, that when you thought of a job in the industry, you thought of what you did originally, yeah. right? The, the, mm-hmm. the plane or the studio stuff, you know? and i think a lot of people here in the past especially two years are starting to realize like no i can just st- something that i like to do such as tinkering with pedals i can turn that into an actual business yeah. you know
1: yeah especially if you're entrepreneurial minded which for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm sort of in that that camp and i try to monetize anything that i really have a driver passion for and so i before this i restored like antique smoking pipes and nice kind of kind of did pretty well in that. And so that had, again, ran its course even before COVID. And so I was in the process of shutting that down. And, um, and so that was, you know, it just, any hobby that I have, I just, I, I can't help but kind of make it bigger <laughs> for some reason.
0: Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's kind of a, it's a good and bad quality of myself, man. It's like, right when I find something that I really enjoy, it's like a hundred percent all in. Yeah. You know what I mean, and yeah. I, it's it's hard to like draw back from it at that point. Oh yeah, you know for sure. So I don't know. One of the things I really love about what you're making, though, especially from your Instagram, they are so aesthetically pleasing. I have a military background, so seeing like the aircraft yeah. sort of component, yeah, dude, I'm all about it, man. They yeah, look you, man. awesome. Yeah, where did that kind of come from?
1: just i have a a real love for mid century modern design always have nice um and so everything from that era from danish mid century furniture which is our whole house and right um <laughs> to the you know the more industrial army navy surplus kind of stuff that you see now is like it really i don't know how it left an impact but even more so is uh, aircraft and aviation i there's lots of pilots in my family and um it's always something I wanted to do and never did. So I I guess it's a, a bad translation of a desire to do something that (laughs) I might never do, but yeah.
0: Well, I think it's one of those things. It's like most of the best ideas that I've seen people come up with weren't like the intended idea. You know what I mean? It just kind of happened.
1: Yeah. It's just for me, it's kind of cool because it is a a pretty authentic, uh, you know, sort of expression of who I am and to be able to translate yeah. that in a tangible item is is fun. It's really cool. And then to have people respond to it that, you know, it, it's been pretty favorable. So that's that's encouraging, you know.
0: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's always it, it's nice to get validation once you've yeah. kind of been in the trenches for a while, you yeah, know, regardless sure. of what you're doing. <laughs> but um this this show is definitely music-based, but what I really like to focus on is like the struggles that you as an individual have had, because I think even though they might be specific to you, they're so relatable to everybody. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Especially in this niche environment of music and even more niche with pedals and stuff like that. So what was like some of the challenging things that you had to kind of come to face with, with, you know, starting a company? Yeah. I know it kind of like didn't transition right away. I'm sure. But
1: yeah, I think the first thing was the, lack of knowledge that I had to do what it is for that sure I d- desired to do and I'm a I'm pretty unashamedly like not like I, I wasn't always in the fuzz camp So I was a yeah. pretty late bloomer <laughs> for fuzzes it's just because I spent so much time like playing a certain type of music that only needed you know overdrive or it needed more modulation effects and it really needed like a heavy-handed you know, square wave, you know, type Mm -hmm. thing. And so, um, but once I got into it, I realized there's such a vast amount of variety in fuzz that it, it really is. It's a great platform. And I, I truly love it. I really think that now it's probably my favorite thing, you know? Um, but the amount of knowledge that I didn't have to even start to build the circuits that I sort of wanted to build, um, Mm -hmm. was, was the first thing. And I knew like when I, first got her, got started doing the kaisertronics thing like i was like gonna set aside time to not just do like I'm, i wasn't gonna just jump in and do clones because i knew yeah. how i knew how to build i didn't need to do any more like soldering to get my skills a little bit better you can always benefit from that but that wasn't my first thing it was i gotta set aside like six to eight months to actually learn some form of electrical engineering that's gonna help me in in creating my own circuits understanding how transistors work more um you know all that kind of stuff and then from that point um i think it really started to like click and yeah. i i was like okay so the next step is to try to figure out what my identity is in this and i want it to be a unique expression of it authentic expression of who i am not like hey i'm just the new pedal builder on the block, right There's so many pedal builders, by the way, and a lot of them are way better than me, but I wanted to at least be authentic to who I was. And, um, that was another, you know, sort of like evolution, you know, my first pedals, if you look at the, the stuff, it's not, I don't know, it's, it's different. Um, but it's not that much different, you know, and even now, you know, there's always some crossover, but I got some flack (laughs) originally because one of my pedals look like brown amplifications pedal and
0: oh that's okay.
1: fine. You know, like, you know, I, I didn't, that was an intentional thing and I don't, I didn't even know kind of who they were at that time, but there was some crossover there, you know, cause the industrial design of pedals, there's only so many knobs. There's only so many badges. Sure. There's only so many colors. And, you know, I, I don't know it, maybe it was subliminal. I had seen it and it's subliminally in there, but, You know, I, I kind of kept evolving from there. I didn't just go, well, now I can't make the pedals the way I want them to look. It really is just like, I got to find something that's unique to me. And so, um, that was, it's, it's a a process that's still evolving. I think there's some things that I want to do that I haven't, um, been able to do until now. Um, and like, custom enclosures uh yeah which was a huge step for me this year i got a a guy out in portland that's um making my custom enclosures which has been a game changer plus getting into my own powder coating that was that was huge um for sure those are the things you don't have the the finances for from day one so you have to scale No, yeah so that's always scaling is always the you know it's a big obstacle too and knowing how to use your money wisely and um you know and making smart decisions early on because there's not a lot of money in the in the pedal game which is for sure you know you gotta have a love for it you know um yeah so i think that would be the the first one and there's there's many
0: more i'm sure but you know well i think it's important though because like you said you didn't want to create just a clone and you wanted to have a personal identity and that's what i think really drew me in on your Instagram to like dive really deep because yeah, there are some that like you said, there is some crossover mm-hmm. from other companies, but you developing a personal identity with, you know, you're you're not, I, I hate when people say that, and they say this generally, and it's usually people that don't really know a whole lot when they say there's something like there's no more original circuits. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, yeah. Could you have been a little bit more, I guess, Commercially successful if you just did a bunch of tube screamer clones because that's what people like. Maybe, but at the end of the day, would you really enjoy making tube screamer clones? You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's it's not as creative anymore. Yeah,
1: i I think that there's something to be said that it's it's extremely difficult to develop a fully original circuit for Um, sure. And I think we see it far more on the digital side Mm -hmm. than we do the the analog side. but there's a vast amount of room for either improvements or modifications to existing designs that sort of definitely give your pedal. And I mean, there's countless examples of that, but I mean, look at how many different people have done one small different thing to the rat and Mm -hmm. made a successful pedal based on that. And how many times did they come out? You know, they, right. They have like 50 rats, that are just like diode changes, you know, mm. but it's, it's cool, you know, cause there's, there's a a pretty big variation there. And I think that there's room for that, but I think for me, one of the more important things too, is like, if you look at my progression and you look at where I am right now, I make a lot of buzz circuits that are vintage circuits. And that's my thing. Yeah. I love, love vintage circuits. I love eyelet construction. I love, you know, making it look like amp you know, parts, that kind of thing. I like using vintage components. Um, but that's not technically original, but I think that if you start to, um, include the aesthetic, which is something I'm like, I'm so focused on. I, the aesthetic to me is just as important as the circuit. And I know a lot of guys probably wouldn't agree with that in terms of, you know, what's, most important when looking for a pedal. But I think that if you're gonna be spending the money, it that's where you can justify that a little bit better because for sure. I'm you know, you're pouring a lot of man hours into um development and then also um part sourcing. I mean that's a yep in and of itself, part sourcing is like one of the most time consuming things. I mean if you're doing, you know, vintage component builds, you you know, it takes a lot of time. And so all that working together, I think makes a more unique product. And I think that that's where I maybe stand out a little bit, you know, because For there's sure. a lot of guys doing the vintage circuit stuff. And, um, I think, you know, there's, again, there's guys that have a vast amount of knowledge more than me when it comes to that, that, uh, realm of, um, building. But mm-hmm. I think it just, it comes down to, Hey, do you, do you stand out in the crowd? Do you make good circuits that sound great? That is extremely important. It's, I think that that is more important than the aesthetic, but I also think that the aesthetics are very, very important. So
0: it's like a both yeah, for me. Yeah, it's definitely like a balancing act you have to kind of have because obviously you need to have something that looks cool if you want to be able to market it. You know, yeah. like no one's going to buy just a flat enclosure with knobs on it you know yeah. just silver aluminum or whatever the enclosure is made out of you know what i mean like for me as a i i do like turning knobs and not knowing what knobs do so if i get something that i have no idea what it does that's really exciting to me but that's yeah. not everybody you know what i mean and and i don't think yep. i would buy a bunch of pedals like that either
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: so yeah it's i Im- think
1: yeah you i mean <laughs> i get people that ask me if i'm ever going to label any of my knobs ever. And I don't really have any plans to, but I also include really detailed notes with every pedal that I sell that, you know, so the person that actually is buying it is he knows what he's doing, whether or not the next person does, they need, right. the, you know, instruction sheet to do that. But I, you know, I, I think the aesthetic to me where it's at right now is not bad. And so I, that's oh, I really personal, dig it Personal, a personal preference.
0: level. Yeah. I like the yeah. clean, clean you know the clean look like that so that purple thing you posted on instagram and tiktok today that is yeah. super rad big big build yeah
1: <laughs> i really like doing customs like that um but they are so time consuming and yeah. so it becomes you know i've closed all my custom orders down and i'm uh since we had the baby uh, oh yeah had a new baby. So that's been a whole life Congratulations by the Thanks, way. Thanks man. Been 6 weeks of no sleep. So
0: Dude, <laughs> I feel you.
1: Yeah, um but it's you know, I've had these custom orders even before we had the uh mm-hmm. the kid, you know, and so I'm just now getting those done. I had to close down custom orders and so I'm going to open it back up soon, but um those big ones are uh very time consuming and a lot of For sure. you know planning of the wiring
0: and all that kind of stuff goes into it so yeah well that's a, that's another thing i don't think with a lot of people you kind of already addressed one of those misconceptions that you're just not rolling in cash from your pedal company right but it's it's the uh it's it's so much more than just putting stuff on a board putting it in an enclosure and just shipping it to your customer you know and i don't think a lot of I, I know a lot of people do understand that there's more to it but i just don't think they understand how much work has to go into a lot of these things
1: yeah, I I think if you look at, if you go back on my Instagram and you look at the first fuzzes that are making, like my deluxe germanium fuzz, and mm-hmm. I always include pictures of the insides because I think it's yep. important. But I looked at the progression back then, it was a, a mess. Like right. the wiring was just terrible. I was using different colored wirings because I thought that was cool. You know, it just was like now that I'm looking back, I'm like, man now it looks like you can see three or four wires and that's it. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that is a progression that took a lot of time and a lot of energy and effort to try to go, okay, I want to be intentional about getting better on the wiring aesthetic too. Not just the, you know, the, you know, format of what my pedals look like on the outside. And, um, and that was a result of looking at again, like builders that are better than me. And I think that that's the social media thing is such a, double-edged sword one it's for sure it it feeds this i whatever imposter syndrome so heavy because you're always comparing yourself to these other builders and you see that a lot of these guys are more successful and stuff and um but the the uh, the opposite side of that is man like the amount of information out there in just pictures it pushes you so hard motivates you to get better and I think it's great. I think it's awesome. And so I'm always constantly being challenged just by getting on social media and looking at these things going like, man, what did he do and how did he do it? You know, and the, the pedal community, the builder community as a whole is pretty chill. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you can, you can usually message these guys straight up and go, hey, dude, like, I love this. Is there any way you'd share how you did this? You know, and so it's been super cool.
0: Well, I think it's kind of like the same thing as like when you're coming up as a musician, it's like you want to play with people that are better than you. You know what I mean? You yeah. you want to be able to be challenged. And it's a good it's a good attitude to have with anything you're doing. You want to be surrounded by somebody that can teach you something better. Yeah. And the and the best part about I, I've really noticed it not just in the pedal community, but in in anything like music related. 90% of people are super cool about everything. You know, because yeah. because at the end of the day, we're just guys and girls that like gear or like mm-hmm. music and we like talking about it. And there's probably a handful of people that you probably don't want to associate with, but there's not that many. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah. I think back if you know, meeting your heroes is not typically the best situation for sure. In the music industry. But how cool is it when you do and they're like really, really awesome? Yeah, and, I, and more times than not, like you said, most of these guys are just, they're just dudes. And uh, yeah.
0: it's been super fun to get to know most of them. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and that's, that's really what I love about social media and the time we live in. It's like, you know, like you said, I can send a DM to whoever and mm-hmm. they might respond, which most people do, unless they're like some outrageously huge person, then they just yeah. don't have the time. But yeah. m- most people will will get back to you, and everybody that I've interacted with so far, with the exception of one, which is all good. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm batting pretty good right now. Has been super cool, like you said. You know, there yeah. there's never been an issue. Yeah. But it I, I did have one don't meet your heroes moment, but it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. We I think we all have our one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the the social media thing. I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, He's uh, doing a bunch of cover gigs. I'm just north of Nashville. So he's doing a bunch of the cover gig scenes down in Nashville stuff. Um, Which he was kind of like getting disheartened. And I think it's kind of like he's just getting burnt out right now. But I was, I remember asking him the other night. I was just like, it's kind of been a common trend with everybody I've talked to find out what you would love to do and make no money at and still love to do it. And then just like hyper focus on that, because that's really where the success is going to come from, in my opinion, at least, because like you said, you love building these things. Right. You, you, yeah. you it's, it's enjoyable to you. You know, right. you love designing new stuff and making stuff it, that that's that's really what it comes down to. And if you don't love it, I don't think you would have been doing it as long as you have been, especially with, like I said earlier, all the money you're rolling in from the pedal company you know (laughs) what i mean you know
1: yeah i think that there it's definitely true for sure i think that the the idea of um having some sort of like uh ongoing and lasting enthusiasm in this is is sort of like one is at a certain point you got to get paid because you can't be out of pocket But the other side is like, Hey, do people like really respond to this? And is there, Mm -hmm. you know, continual support based on your, you know, customer pool or whatever you want to call what you have clientele based. Um, and I think that there's been, I've been doing this now, like what, like two, almost two years or something. And so Mm -hmm. the first year I did this before that I did, you know, I was studying and trying to figure out what the heck I was doing. But then, I started like 2021, I think. And I made a, I was like, I want to make a hundred pedals a year. This is my goal. This is how I'm starting a hundred pedals a year. That's what I want to do. Seemed bizarre, seemed crazy. I made like 95 and I sold like 94, 95 pedals, something like that first year. I was like, dude, this is crazy. When you think about it, like how many pedals you have to make in a full year, you know, that's like, pedal every three days or whatever and you know that's not crazy for a lot of guys but for one single dude yeah. in his spare bedroom you know like on a little crappy right. amazon desk making pedals it's it's pretty crazy and um so this year it's been a lot more volatile i think and uh with the kid you know it's just been for sure crazy and i've not made i'm not going to make anywhere near 100 this year but You keep those goals in front of you going like, Hey, do I have enough customers to sustain like all the parts I've got to buy this year? Uh Because parts, custom enclosures, powder coating equipment, powder coating, all these things. I mean, dude, they're so expensive over time, um, that you got to continually have customers that are going to be able to support your overhead and, um, uh, you know, and I have no plans to expand. I don't want to hire people. I don't want to do anything. I just want to make good pedals and and still love what I do at the end of the day. And and man, as long as that stays there, I'll I'll be around and as long as customers are there to support what it is I'm doing, I'll be around for sure, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's important because you never know what life's going to throw at you. It's important to be able to pivot and and like you said, just for just for the time being, you're taking the custom orders off, you know. You just catch up, make sure you're good. But from the limited time that I've kind of had you on my radar, I've kind of seen, and, and especially scrolling back through, there has been a constant progression, and I really think that's what's important, especially from a consumer' side. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can see that this person is constantly trying to improve on this design or come up with something new to be better. you know yeah. And I think as long as that attitude keeps going forward with you especially, but for an individual, anything you're doing, you're just constantly trying to improve. It might not be as immediate as you want it to be, but you'll still be around, you know? What yeah.
1: I, mean? I think that that's like a intrinsic thing to like my entrepreneurial side kind of kicks for in sure. and goes like, Hey, how do you Apple this? Even though it's never could be Apple, but you know what I mean? Yeah. This idea you. of like, you know, you have the same iPhone every year, but like, it's, the best iPhone every year like that's how they dude it's so crazy like it's like yeah this is our most advanced killer phone you know and it's like the same phone and it's missing the same features that you wanted for like ten years and you're like I gotta buy this you know the camera's better it's a little you know it's gonna give me that depth of field that I want you know but I I don't know I think that you you naturally kind of push the ball down the court like that if you are wired that way and so like a perfect example this year like i've had a goal for 18 months to produce my own vintage style pcbs like i've wanted, okay. ever since i looked at my my first like pedal that i bought myself was like a bubble font uh big muff you know like okay a, yeah like brand new it was like 50 bucks crazy that was like the first pedal i ever bought and um i remember taking that thing apart and looking at the the circuit board just being like man this thing is so weird and cool it's like this massive single side at the time i didn't know what single-sided traces were on a pcb but you know what i mean like it was cool it had art it had curved traces on it and now everything looks like it's built on a computer you know and back then or you know back in the 60s Everything was like right. hand traces. You know, they hand curve their traces and stuff. And so I always had this idea. I was like, if I can ever get proficient in CAD, you know, PCB software, this is what I want to do. And so finally when we had this kid, I had to actually stay up like every night. Right. Yeah. Like I'm I'm just basically not getting any sleep. So for sure. Uh but I spent a lot of time in, in Eagle, which is the cat okay. The, yeah. the PCB software that I'm using. And um I've been producing my own boards now with the help of some guys online and it's awesome. Like and I really needed help, by the way. Like this isn't just something that I was like, Oh man, I can do this. But uh, again, these guys really like they shared their knowledge. I saw uh Darren at Daysatronics, like his his work is unreal and it was it was like game changing for me because i thought you know i i don't know i thought i could never do this and um so i i just messaged him perfect example right and i go dude i love your work um is there any way that you could give me some pointers in the right direction i've got you know some circuits made but i don't feel these are optimized i also feel like i probably made some mistakes you know and he shared his um component libraries with me and stuff. I mean, it's been super cool. And so I just started um a couple of those. I'm um gonna be coming out with a few of those this year, which is nice. A big kind of like check mark on the list of things I wanted to do. So yeah, natural yeah, progression. Sure. You got to keep
0: pushing the ball down the court. And that's the idea. And uh hopefully people like it. Yeah. But yeah, um I fall into that same camp though, like we kind of like you kind of alluded to earlier. I don't like fuzz and i'm trying to find still still we're not in this we're not in the same camp then no we're not not anymore i'm talking about when you were you know first starting (laughs) out before i have i have tried and i i i'm trying to be optimistic about this i'm trying to tell myself i just haven't found the right one yet there is a
1: hundred percent
0: chance that there is a fuzz for everyone oh i i agree
1: even if it's a you know a low gain germanium fuzz i mean you can make a fuzz sound like an overdrive for sure you put a bias pot on it you can and so you can always find um something that works you know for the most part i don't know maybe not but (laughs) that's that's my mentality i'd I'd love to upsell everybody into a fuzz but oh
0: um, i'm all about it i just i just have not found that right one yet but i will say after perusing your instagram for the past couple months now i definitely want one of your pedals for the aesthetics only because and they do sound phenomenal and i do not mean to be disrespectful so i'm sorry if it comes off that way but dude they just look so cool and from the sound demos that i've heard on your instagram and other platforms and stuff like that they sound awesome you know so Thanks, man
1: i feel well, like we should I we fe- should have a really really cool demo okay coming out with somebody that's like way cooler than me and way oh really than me awesome very very soon but well you know maybe that that one will sway you on buying one but um yeah so yeah I, I i appreciate that the aesthetic again is very important to me and i think honestly i do think that that's why a lot of people gravitate towards what i build because for sure let's be honest i don't have a lot of sound demos i don't have a lot of time to do all that and i would love to i really would i don't have any problem doing it but um i i just do my best right now you know and since my build list is so long um and it really isn't that makes it sound kind of douchey it, it, it for me personally with the with a kid and a wife and a you know another job and all these other things like it gets long even if it's you know 10 10 pedals and so um. It takes time and, and so, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those things too because a, a lot of, I, I've had a few friends that have, have talked about this, about like getting demo channels going and stuff like that and doing, you know, demos for people. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not just going to hit a pedal company up and be like, hey, I have a YouTube channel with only has a, I don't know, X amount of subscribers. Send me a free pedal and I'll demo your stuff for you.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, like Oh boy, oh boy, do they try. Oh, I'm sure, Man, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. It's it's constant and you know it's not that I got to, again. It's, there's no elitist
0: mentality no, no. that I
1: have. It's just if I'm it, a three hundred dollar pedal going to somebody that is not going to be the best business decision. You know it, it just sure. doesn't make sense. And so I always respond. Always tell them, hey man, like it just is not in the cards for me right now. This is you know mostly a direct to customer situation and yeah. Um, you know and so yeah but there's there's key um uh sort of uh partnerships that yeah i've had that i've wanted to make for a long time not because i want to you know get with all these awesome youtubers it's because i really value what they do um and who they are we've made a, a personal relationship before we even talked hey why don't you demo one of my pedals Exactly. And so that was super cool. Um and you know, we bond over Radiohead and whatever else that, you know, is going on that week. And so if that's happening, chances are, you know, I'm I'm more inclined to go, hey, yeah, let's let's try something out here, even if it's super expensive, which the last one was. And so, you
0: know, it's cool. I like it. Well, I think it gets back to like the the whole social media aspect of like you you are using it to market yourself, but you also need to use it. Not not from your per- perspective, but from people maybe from that gear demo perspective. It's like if you give out a bunch of pedals for free, you no longer have a business. It's just a very expensive hobby. Yeah, you know for sure. And yeah. there there and has to be yeah. something on like it has to be like a mutual thing that both of you are getting out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and not to sound like yeah. a jerk, I, I don't want to come off sounding that way, but if it if it only benefits one party well then the other party is kind of you know up the creek without a paddle at that point yeah
1: and the other thing it really sucks especially for a guy like me that's a little self-conscious in this whole idea because i do struggle with comparing myself to a lot of people for sure Um, seeing your pedals being sold the ones that you gave to some dude that does demos that's not the most like awesome confidence boost that you need so like kind of mitigating some of that hurt and pain is. i don't know maybe for me is that's just me but like oh it's fair i don't i'm not gonna like send my pedals out to everybody
0: yeah and it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier too it's like if you build like a professional relationship with somebody and and you guys Mm -hmm. actually have like common goals and common interests and you're you're not like maybe not like friends but you're pretty well acquainted with each other then yeah maybe there can be like that that give and take on certain occasions but you have to have that professional relationship first you know you you can't just you know hit you up on instagram and be like hey blake i really like your stuff just send me something yeah um they they think you know
1: they're trying to get lucky but it's it's hard you know it's on all sides you can't just do that and make good business decisions but and i think with that and what you said earlier about hey what's the struggles and the hurdles here you know what are the the ever-changing landscape of social media yep is the bane of most small businesses existence yep this has been the toughest year um for many people that i know that are small businesses myself included and i don't think that's not because a small part of that is social media is just completely not in favor for people that don't want to be influencers. And so, I mean, it's all over Instagram right now. There's all sorts of drama, you know, but it's like it, the post views and likes that I get now, as opposed to last year, I mean, I was getting three, 400 easy on each post. Now I'm getting 100, 150. And so that's a big huge difference yeah and so nobody really knows what to do about that other than to kind of complain yeah and try to get things changed and if you can't get it changed then what are we supposed to do you know and so that's that's always a bummer you know you just want to make uh, a good you know I'm I'm conscious about my photography that's part of what I do for living and so it's like I, I want to make sure my products are well represented you know for sure and that takes some time too you know it takes time to do all that kind of stuff and um to work really hard and and not get (laughs) you know in front of people because an algorithm really sucks you know and now you have to sell your soul to reels to get any exposure and so you know, it's just, it's a whole different ball game than it was even five years ago when I was selling pipes. It just, you know, I, that account still has like 8,000 followers on it, like all organic. And it took me like no time to do that. And it's just like, and I don't even run that business anymore and it's still growing. It's just so weird, you know?
0: And, um, yeah. So that ever-changing landscape is just, sucks yeah know. it it definitely does and especially when you start to get into like very specific parts of certain industries for instance like pedals you know it's like yeah. it, especially too you, you've you only been really like trying to get this going i mean really you've only been building um correct me if i'm wrong for about a year right because he's 2021 is really when you started pushing yeah for Kaisertronics. i mean yeah, like i built for few years in yeah 2012 2013 that kind of stuff
1: but yeah yeah for sure
0: well and that's that's the bad thing and i think i don't think a lot of people understand that either it's like it it takes so long to get this like grassroots thing going you know it, it, it's yeah and it doesn't help like you said with the algorithms constantly changing on every platform you know and i've tried to explain that to people because it's like my tiktok is really good my instagram yeah. really sucks mm-hmm. and there's like no cross pollination. You know what I mean? There's like no, no way to, yeah. you know, so I'm I'm kind of fighting the same battle as you are right now, man. Like trying to like hammer home on reels. It's a little easier for me because I'm not making like a specific like tangible piece of, you know. It's mm-hmm. I'm just doing the podcast stuff, so it's a little bit easier on my end. But I do feel your pain, man. It's and even TikTok, like it, it seems like every like couple weeks, it's like the algorithm shifts, and I go from having really really awesome views to like nothing out of nowhere yeah. you know and the only way to like at least from my experience so far is just to try to weather that storm out man but it it does mm-hmm. get very disheartening really quick
1: yeah tiktok is i'm on there and it i don't understand the first thing about the algorithm to tiktok it's like this one post will be like you know 50,000 views the other one will be like two right and it's just crazy but. yeah yeah. It's just, a, it's a whole new world. I feel so old. Trying oh, to, for sure. For sure. You know, and it's, it's great to see like some of these guys that were, uh, influencers, even in the pedal community, uh, with huge clout over the last couple of years now just making joke reels. Yeah. Because those are the ones with the highest views and it's like, there's no reason, you know, it should be like that. But again, it's not, it's out of the control of the, the creator. It's just the god of the <laughs> algorithm like does he accept your offering or not you know
0: for sure and and i do think it is important i, I think it takes a little bit longer but for instance doing something extremely specific for like like you it, it does take time but you are continuously seeing people coming to your site or ordering stuff from you you know maybe not as much as you would yeah. like but it is happening that's kind of one of the reasons why I was thinking about doing, like, a gear demo channel, but then I didn't want mm-hmm. to have to play to the algorithm. You know what yeah. I mean? If I have a podcast, I mean, it's still kind of algorithmic, but it's something I can still, like, control to a certain extent. Yeah, at
1: the, at the end of the day, you have to go back to, you know, what it's a website, it's a podcast, it's something like that. Because if you don't it's going to be like every tossing wind is going to just yeah. throw you in a different direction. You got to root yourself in something that you can control at the end of the day. But I think it's so funny. Like my biggest, uh, viewed reel, which is like astronomical on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, is a rehouse that I, it's a three second reel of a rehouse. I did on a Behringer pedal. Yep. And it's yep. like crazy. And I'm like that. And then the second highest is like some pedal that isn't even mine that I just took a video of that I did a trade with a you know another builder, which is it's just like okay, I get you know, yeah this is what you want, you know, yep. and I don't know, but well, hey i'm you gotta play the game, and it's part of it now, yeah, and so I'm not gonna like sit here and go, I'm a dinosaur, and I can't adapt you you have to no you have to yeah it's part of the game, but um you you don't have to like it you know True. and so i think and i think i like that a lot of people are saying the same thing It it really is something like that that like you know we know that we're the product you know that mm-hmm. we didn't we're not buying anything on this but at the same time like there's got to be some give and take here because if there's not there's no reason for us to be on this and somebody should invent a platform that at least caters to photos again you know and maybe maybe it won't happen i don't know but you know i'm gonna live in the here and now and (laughs) try to operate in a way such that
0: you know allows me to continue to have a clientele base you know the best i know how yeah and that's really all you can do man is is just adapt try to overcome the best you can and not not delving too deep into like the social media stuff I mean, having a presence is key to market yourself. But if you're going to be so wrapped up in that, like some people that I, I personally know are so wrapped up in just the validation of numbers that don't really mean anything at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, but, but like you said, having something that you can root back to that you have control over, that's what's key. And that's what you really yeah. enjoy anyway, is building pedals. I mean, the social media stuff yeah. is just a, the springboard to get people to the site. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's all Yeah, that's,
1: that's the idea. And it's like, you don't want to spend your whole life on social media, just trying to craft a persona of something. You're trying to tell, you know, people who you are and what you like doing and hope that they enjoy that too. And so, um, yeah, I think as we continue to evolve into whatever this is, the new generation of, of fast and, and. Instantaneous. I I can't imagine what it's going to descend into, but I think that you know we got to continue to adapt as as best we can until we can't anymore. But who knows? I sound like a, <laughs> a crotchety old man right now, but like honestly, like who knows? Who knows yeah. what it's going to look like in two years? It could be no pitchers. Yeah, and it if could it be. is, what do we do? How do you adapt? How do you have a small business? You know? Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's one of those things I try to stay, I guess, maybe blissfully ignorant and optimistic about these things, about how everything mm-hmm. usually comes full circle again. You know? Yeah. And it it just comes down to like you said, just adapt to the I don't really know how you would adapt though without like a picture based platform like you were saying though. That'd be really challenging, I'm sure. Especially for what well, you're I mean, doing. It, it,
1: yeah, it seems like there's Two possibilities. One, a picture based platform is no longer viable. And yeah. Not desired. Which doesn't seem like that's true, but um we've seen many fail. Yeah. And so if that's true, then we will see the proof of that soon. But if not, then somebody else will invent something. You had MySpace, then you had Facebook, right? And so right. it can happen again that the odds are probably not as great as they used to be, with the advent of the internet being new and Everything was exciting, but who knows? Maybe yeah. there's some new features that they introduce that make it, you know, advantageous to people joining. Who knows? But yeah. And I think, like you said, getting back to something you can control, you know, that the biggest thing that I've seen has been really successful is a mailing list, which seems so archaic for sure, in the grand scheme of things. But honestly, like my mailing list has been solid and, um, I think that that's super important to have and having the website's great too because it gives you, you know, a platform for more information and all that kind of stuff too. And of course people can order off there if they want to, but um, I get so many of my orders just on Instagram. That's why I think it's it's so disheartening to see what they're doing because my customer platform is has been solely based on there for quite a long time. And so it's just kind of a bummer, but again, you just keep... Keep going, trying to transition people to things that you can't control again, like a mailing list or a, your website or, you know, those kind of thing.
0: Well, I think with like the mailing list stuff, anything that you can do to be more personable with the customers you're trying to reach that mm-hmm. that that goes so much further than what I think people understand, especially in the current culture of like the 15 second TikTok videos of somebody doing the next new trend or whatever it is. Yeah you know what i mean it's like because because now it's like if i'm on a mailing list i even if it's like maybe like a handful of like auto-generated things i still feel like i'm connected to that company you know Uh, and i think that's what's most important about the small business stuff like it does suck with where we're at right now with the internet but i think having that personal touch is really key to being long-term success you know what i mean
1: yeah i think I think one of the coolest things that I've ever seen is the, so there's this, you know, in all the social media space, YouTube has a place. It has a, a yes. very large place. They're trying to do a lot of different things. They have their own real yeah. thing. They have whatever. I don't, you know, know everything, but um, I remember uh, I got into chase bliss for mm-hmm. a hot minute, you know, and I had like some of their stuff and like the, the uh the preamp mk2 all that kind of stuff and yeah um you know it's it's great it's fine whatever um but for what they do they're very innovative you know but they also kind of portrayed themselves in a very like awesome down-to-earth way on Mm -hmm. their youtube and so, like, I found myself, like, really finding a lot about the companies that I wanted to support on YouTube based on what it is that they had that was content that was authentic. It wasn't publicity content, wasn't here's our next thing, it wasn't this, it was like these behind-the-scenes things, and honestly, JHS has done a pretty decent job of that. For they, sure. They've taken the people that work there and sort of brought them down to the level of the common man, like Josh Scott doesn't seem like pedal builder god anymore definitely he's like a dude that's like he's like repping you know like chinese pedals now you know or whatever but like he's like some guy that he's made it and you feel like he's the dude next door you know Mm -hmm. and and that's cool because he is yeah um and i i just think that it's super cool when people get that that's actually like what you said we're sort of looking for authenticity. We're sort of looking for us to be able to like say, oh, I'm not just like buying this pedal from somebody I don't know. I'm actually not that far displaced from this dude myself. You know exactly. and it's true. That's super true. Like none of us are like I look at, you know, but on social media you look at these guys, right? I look at Mike at Seeker. You know, mm-hmm. I look at his stuff and I'm like, this dude is the best at what he does. Or, you know, Patrick at collector or something like that. You know. And I'm like, I'll never be like these guys, but you talk to some of these dudes and I'm not close with Mike at all, but like, honestly, like I've asked a few questions. He's given me answers. Right. That's good enough. You know, definitely. And I, I, I don't know. There's something to that for me. Maybe not everybody clicks on that authenticity thing, but like, for me, that's something that's super important. If you're for gonna, sure. If you're going to message me, I hope you know that like, we're, we're not that far different. You know, <laughs> I'm just, I might have a little bit more information on making pedals, but I, I'm not the
0: awesome dude that you know sits up on his high tower and makes pedal. Well, <laughs> I, I, I i would agree <laughs> with I would agree with the first part that you are a pretty awesome guy, but I don't think about the high <laughs> tower part. But um, no, I mean, I I had a real big problem when I first started doing this about reaching out to people because I was so scared like I really was and I try yeah. to be as transparent as I possibly can on this show but like we kind of like we said earlier it's just n- nobody is so far removed and at least in this industry that I've met so far that they would not at least have somewhat of a dis- like a discussion with you about anything you know yeah. as long as people have the time you know the only time I think I've been told no it's like well no not right now just give me a second i give me like a, a week or two and we can work it out you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't ask, you don't know. Exactly. And so it's like, honestly, it is, it's almost like probably like 90% yeses across the board. If you just ask. Yeah. Because most of these guys, they, they don't, (laughs) they don't care about going on about themselves for an hour, you know, especially if somebody's really into it and not, you know, whatever. Some of these guys are really nice, but like, it's, it's a common thing. You don't mind telling your stories about hey if somebody's showing interest and in, in likes what i do that's awesome that's great and um i just want to be a part of that you know and so yeah i think that there's again that stigma you got to get over of who am i who are they like you said and you know once you get over that and you start getting yeses it's like sales it like fuels this yep. desire to like keep going and keep going and so yeah and that's how you grow your channel man Oh yeah. 10, 10 tips to success for growing a podcast. Oh, I don't
0: want to go down that road. We're not doing the whole guru <laughs> thing right now, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, man, it's self-made man. Right. Right. But it, it really, it really is. It's just, it's just one of those things. Um, just, just getting up and doing it every day, regardless of what it is, just whatever you're passionate about, just getting up and getting it done. Now, Obviously, I've got a wife and two kids, too, man. So I totally know the struggle of, you know, trying to carve out time and and not sleeping and all that, man. So I totally get it. But at the end of the day, this is super fun. I like talking to people. I like hearing people's stories. I like hearing experiences. I'm not the most well-versed, for instance, in building guitar pedals. But that doesn't mean that we, you know, we can't talk about anything like guitar pedals up to whatever you know because everybody likes having conversations and 2020 really showed that you know what i mean it's like now we can't even talk to anybody like face to face and it really kind of like drove a wedge between a lot of people because it's like well i don't know what to do now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know how to act sometimes you know but yeah it's it's one of those things it's it's really it really just comes down to like a labor of love because if you love what you're doing you're willing to put the time and effort into it regardless of what you're making you know as far as a monetary value on that thing now the money is always awesome like i don't think anybody wants to work for free they got to pay the bills but it's just i don't know i'm I'm probably getting too much of a guru right now too but you know it's (laughs) well said Yeah. I don't know. And and I like I like having people like yourself on because it's like I don't I don't like to do the whole like, oh, tell me the same backstory you've told 15 other people on different podcasts and whatnot. Like I want to know like the authentic, real person. And if we talk about the gear that you make, that's awesome because I'm all about gear. But at the same time, it adds that more personal touch to conversations where it's like, oh, yeah, we're just not going to. I mean I would love to nerd out on gear all the time anyway but <laughs> yeah. you know it's it, it there there's more depth to to you than there is just the pedal company you know
1: Yeah yeah and it's a real struggle too it's not it's not a lot of these podcast things you go on you're like tell us your origin story and then tell us where you are now and tell us about all the highlights in between and it's really for me um every day is sort of a struggle whether mm-hmm. it's an internal struggle or a external or worrying about the pedal that you make uh is the person going to like it or um dealing honestly even dealing with a repair is like for me is like that sucks you know i don't want to have to repair something that i made and great it's awesome that that very very rarely happens very rare that somebody doesn't like what you build you know but like you know if i'm being honest again like that there is a there's always this imposter syndrome that's creeping around the corner to try to consume you. And that really, I think for a lot of guys, um, I can think of two that I've seen this week that have threatened to quit on social media. And I think that that's what fuels that Mm -hmm. Um, because number one, they're probably not making the money that they, they should at it. And you know, that's neither here nor there that, you know, could be adjusted, whatever. Maybe they can't. Maybe they can't justify spending I don't know. But the other side of it is I just there's such a um internal struggle battle that's going on with a lot of guys, myself included, that it's just like, why do I do this? You yep. know, I and there's so many other good good guys that do this, you know, and so and I just you just gotta keep fighting through that. I think that there is a place I wouldn't do it if people didn't didn't um desire it because sure. I've got enough self-awareness to go, man, like you, you're not really needed. Like if you're wanted, <laughs> if you're wanted at the party, that's great. But if you're needed, you, not needed, you, you should go home. Right. And so, yeah, for sure. There you go. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Well, on the risk of getting a little too more guru on my, I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go with it. Um, before we wrap this up, let's just plug where everybody can find you at and, uh, Maybe you can give us some final words of wisdom that even though you've already given us a bunch, we could get a little bit more out of you. Oh boy. I'm
1: not a wise man. Uh, well, first you can find me at kaisertronics.com. Instagram is kaisertronics. Uh, that's about it. That's what I do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, I, my biggest thing is like, dude, if you've got something to share with people, share it. If they're if they're asking right, like because the the thing that has kept me going is guys that are now what I would consider mentors, even if they don't consider that for sure. Uh, taking the time or just the graciousness with me to go, hey, well, this is how you do it, and uh, that's it. Like that's all I need. Like uh, you know, and most of the guys out there, they just need somebody that goes like you know, like, Hey, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to help you if you need some help. And, um, that's super cool. Maybe that's an internal wiring with me. I'm big on mentorship. I, I really do think that that's much needed, but, um, I think that that if that kind of spread, that'd be a great thing, you know, it would only help. And, um, there's lots of guys out there. I think that don't have the courage to ask and, maybe ask in ways that isn't so clear and so you kinda just go, well, whatever. But just share your knowledge. That's all you need to do. Share your For knowledge. Sure. And that's what YouTube videos are all about. Honestly. Yep. Seriously. That's that's how I learned how to build pedals is YouTube videos. And if if these guys did it, let's just continue to push the ball down the court again. Yeah. And do it.
0: You know what I mean? Well dude, that sounded pretty wise to me. It really did. Sick. Sick. <laughs> But but hey, for Blake, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Hey, dude, I had a really great time. I'm happy you came on, man. Yeah, me too. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. But yeah, for all of you guys, thanks for hanging out. We will see you all next week on Man the Home Podcast.